HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Sarah Kim, and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Go to Cheeselandia.com to learn more, and if it's for you, sign up. Hello to everyone. I'm Louisa Caston, your host for Let's Talk About Food, a podcast devoted to first-person storytelling where food plays a pivotal, if not a starring role. Everyone has a food story. Food is at the heart of human connection, at the center of love, of ritual, of need and want, and most of all, food creates community. And community is what we crave. It's a special delight to hear Sarah and Chris Blackburn share the ultimate foodie meat cute story. Sarah is now the editor and co-publisher of Edible Boston, along with her husband, Chris. We recorded Chris and Sarah's story in front of a live audience at City Winery in Boston in February of 2020. Let's have a listen. Good evening, everybody. What I want to tell you all is how I fell in love with this beautiful woman because she smelled like a barnyard. Yeah, so I'll explain that. In 2002 the year that we met, I was working as the imports buyer at Formaggio Kitchen in Cambridge, which sounds like the most dreamiest job in the entire world, and I assure you that it absolutely was. I traveled to Italy and to France and found artisan foods of all kinds, jams where the grandma painted the label, cheeses that you could get nowhere else, and we brought all of these things back to share with all of our customers, and we were really doing cool things at that time. Except that earlier that year, I went through the worst breakup. The kind of breakup that will put you in bed for a few days. And then I found myself at the bar at Cheyenne playing backgammon with the bartender until closing like three or four nights a week. And so my friends were like, no, you need some help. Let's figure things out. So my dear colleague, sweet, sweet Jessica, decided that she and her girlfriend should really set me up with this young man who worked with her girlfriend at Genzyme. They were very good friends with him. I knew nothing about him. And it was before Facebook or Instagram or anything. And so I had nothing to go on. It was like, this guy, we're going to go out on a date. And I couldn't look him up. He was just going to show up at my house. So uh, we were on a blind date. Didn't know anything about her, except that she sold cheese. And for some reason, I figured... She's selling cheese at one of the world's best cheese shops to the best chefs in Boston. 
I'm not taking her to any of those restaurants because she's just basically going to eat the cheese that she sold to somebody else, right? So I got to take her somewhere special. Has anybody here ever had Ethiopian food? Show hands, right? Okay, good, good, good. I want to impress her, right? I want to impress her. So I take her to Addis Red Sea in the South End. Awesome restaurant. Um, but you can't be pretentious when you're eating with your hands, right? You have to have an intimate experience. And I wanted us to have a really great experience. So we went there, and you know, you sit on these little cushions, and you're really close to one another on this little small table. And then they bring this huge platter, and it's just food covering the whole thing. And there's these bits of bread that you pick up, and you rip the bread, and then you're picking up these sort of wonderful morsels of, what is this? I don't even know what this is, but I can't <laughs> wait to eat it. It tastes so good. And I think we had a really good time. I impressed her enough that I earned a second date, which I was very happy about. You impressed me enough that we got a second date out of it. So then I wanted to impress him. So I was going to be late at work, and so I couldn't really cook a big dinner. But I thought, we hardly talked about food on that first date. He certainly didn't want to talk about cheese because that was my thing, and he didn't know anything about it, really. So I was cleaning up the shop. I packed for us a picnic. And I picked some really weird, really out there cheeses. And I picked things to pair them with because that was the thing that people were always surprised by, that you could put honey with cheese. This was 2002, remember? <laughs> so you could put honey with cheese. You could put mostarda with, um, you know, honey with blue cheese, mostarda with uh, crumbly uh, parmigiano-reggiano. And so I, I picked some real stinkers and some also really delicious things to go with it and a couple of really great bottles of wine. And I made my way to his apartment and we shared yet another really sort of intimate tasting meal where the first was things that I was totally unfamiliar with and the second was things that he was totally un unfamiliar with. And um, I was impressed. Yeah, you were. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> so we've established at this point that we're into each other enough that we're having a second date and we both like food. We really like experiences around food. Um, but you need a little chemistry also, right? So I knew that she worked in this cheese shop. She had a very um, different experience than I did at work as far as smells, though. I, I worked at Genzyme. We make therapeutics for people with rare genetic disorders. We're making medicine that has to be incredibly pure. So I work in a clean room environment. We have these really powerful air handlers that basically change over the air so frequently, so there's no dust, there's no mold or anything. There's also zero smell. So I'm spending basically 45 hours a week with no smell at all. And then she comes and picks me up. <laughs> and I leave work, and I go get in the car, and so my new girlfriend, maybe we're girlfriends, I'm boyfriends, I don't really know yet, I hope, but I'm really excited. But then also, there's this sort of like barnyard cheese cave, <laughs> like, kind of thing happening. I'm like, I want to kiss you, but I kind of want to yeah. bite okay. you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we, we worked that part out. Um, but two months later, he moved in with me. And four months after that, he proposed on a Tuesday morning right after we woke up. And by early the next year, all the wedding plans were done. We got married in June of 2003. And so in June, we'll be celebrating our 17th anniversary, probably with an enormous plate of very stinky cheese. My name is Sarah Kim, and I'm from Austin, Texas. 
I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Wisconsin cheese has proven time and time again to be a delicious expression of craft, hard work, and tradition. As a Cheeselandian, I am able to share a Gouda experience with fellow cheese and food lovers nationwide, as well as connect with cheese producers and cheesemongers, taking my love of cheese to another level. I invite you to join Cheeselandia because during these difficult times, it has been even more important to take it easy and get cheesy. The Cheeselandia community and events have been the glue helping to keep us together and connected, and I would love it if you would join me. And let's face it, if you hear the word cheese and get a little hungry, then you've found a place you can call home. To find out more about Cheeselandia, go to cheeselandia.com. Hello, this is Dave McCallan, and I'm the host of Speaking Broadly on Heritage Radio Network. Each week, I interview extraordinary women in the world of food and wine. And I've expanded this season to create Giving Broadly, a website devoted to amazing products by extraordinary women entrepreneurs. Check it out for great gifts and ways to amp up your cooking this season. That's givingbroadly.com. This story features our friends Dina and Noah Kawaloff. Dina is a marketer in the food industry, and Noah is a personal coach. They'll share their courtship story of how broccoli brought them together. This story was recorded in front of a live audience at City Winery in Boston in February of 2020. Let's have a listen. So yes, ours is a love story that uh, is served with a side of broccoli. Um, back in 2013, I was on the internet looking for, you know, some cute guys to go on a nice date with, and I found this one. And after a couple of weeks of texting and phone calls and stuff, we made plans for our first date. And so I had a, a light dinner at home and then strolled my way over for drinks. I got a great table outside. Uh, he showed up and joined me, and we ordered our drinks. And then the waitress asked us, what would you like to eat? We said, well, you know, we've, we're all set. We're, we're just going to have drinks. And she scowled a little bit, and she said, if you sit outside, you have to order food. It's the law. So I said, you know, okay, great. You know, I, let me just take a look at the menu. She's trying to, you know, convince me to get this huge plate of nachos. And I'm just like, no, just give me a minute, you know. So, so she steps away, and I start looking over the menu, and... I'm not a cheap man. I'm totally down to pay for drinks and dinner and everything. But I kind of take issue of paying for food that we don't want. So I'm looking and like, what's the cheapest thing I can get on this menu? Ah, side order of broccoli, (laughs) $3.49. So she comes back and asks, you know, okay, do you know what you'd like? I said, yes, I would like... One side order of broccoli, please. (laughs) To which she again gave us a dirty look and said, well, I'm going to have to go see with the manager if that's good enough. So it it must have been acceptable because a few minutes later she brought the broccoli and a side of stink eye um, and left us to enjoy ourselves. And even though I wasn't hungry, I've never been one to let a plate of food sitting in front of me go untouched. So we started picking at the broccoli. Lo and behold, it was actually really good. So good that we ordered a second order of broccoli. (laughs) So 
at the end of the night, it'd been a nice date, you know, jury was still out, right? But it'd been a nice date, and fast forward a year, and things were working out quite nicely, and we had a reservation and a gift certificate uh, for a very swanky anniversary dinner at Hammersley Bistro that night. And I was both excited but kind of nervous because I had a ring. (laughs) And... um, I had this idea, you know, I'm thinking about how can I make this special? How can I make this special? And I remember our first date. So I pick up the phone and I call Hammersley Bistro. And a nice woman picks up and I say, Hi, I'm going to be proposing to my girlfriend tonight. And on our first date we had broccoli. I was wondering if you guys could serve us broccoli. And she says, Hold on a minute, sir. A minute later... Gordon Hammersley himself comes on the phone, and the conversation proceeds something like this. This is Gordon Hammersley. How could I help you? Uh, hi. Um, so I was going to propose to my girlfriend tonight, because on our first date we had broccoli, and... I was just wondering if maybe, possibly, you could make us broccoli? (laughs) To which he paused for a sec and then said, what's wrong with you? Why can't you propose without broccoli? (laughs) This threw me through a bit of a loop. Uh, I was like, "Uh, uh, no, I mean, I I, I can. I guess I can. And he stops me mid-sentence. He said, look, I'm just messing with you. Who knew chefs were so funny, right? Um, He's like, of course I'll make you broccoli. Don't even worry about it. And having already been nervous before the phone call, I'm coming up with the best thing that I can say at that moment, which is, uh, thank you, I'll even pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To... (laughs) To which he says, of course you'll pay for it, and hung up on me. <laughs> so, so fast forward a few hours later, and um, Noah's acting a little bit strange, but he, you know he's kind of an odd guy anyway, so I'm just rolling with it. Um, we get to Hammersley Bistro, and they show us to our table, and I'm looking at the menu, and everything looks amazing. So I place an order, and then I go excuse myself to wash my hands and stuff. So while she has excused herself, I proceed to have yet another awkward encounter with Gordon Hammersley. (laughs) He comes right to our table from the kitchen like a bat out of hell. And he's like being really intense. He's like in my face. He's like asking me all the logistics. So how do you want the broccoli? Where do you want the broccoli? When do you want the broccoli? It was like the most strangest back alley drug deal you could imagine. And meanwhile, the waitress is horrified, giving him this, just go back to your cave kind of look. And I guess he finally got the point because he went back to the kitchen and Dina came back to the table and she said something cute and gave me this card. I opened the card and it says that I know that you haven't gone camping much, so I got us some tents and sleeping bag stuff so we could go camping. And I said, thank you. 
And then I said, this last year has been the best year of my life, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? I kind of one-upped her there. <laughs> Not to leave you in suspense, I said yes. Um, and then they proceeded to bring out the best broccoli that we've ever had. <laughs> now, um, as, you know, fast forward to present day, we often cook for each other, and we've built a tradition where whenever one of us cooks, the other one plays Guess What's In It, and it really refined our palate, and it's been a great little thing, but one thing that is in every single dish we've ever made and that we always guess right is love. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And thank you to our team, producer Rachel Gottbaum and sound engineer and composer Michael Moss of Soundscape Boston. You can find more of our stories at heritageradionetwork.org or by visiting our website, letstalkaboutfood.com or find them on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's Talk About Food is powered by Simplecast. This podcast is supported by the Hunger to Health Collaboratory, a cross-sector leadership initiative dedicated to reducing the health consequences of hunger. With generous support from Stop and Shop, Hunger to Health Collaboratory convenes partners across sectors to advocate for health equity and food security. For more information, visit hungertohealthcollaboratory.org. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradio.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. 